All right. It's Friday afternoon. It's Tropical Talk Radio. Grab a fresh coconut. I'm here with James from NomadicNotes.com. Let's get started. Yeah, buddy, you've downloaded Tropical Talk Radio, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, travel, and lifestyle. If you're interested in more about this program, check out TropicalMBA.com. And if you sign up for our mailing list, I will personally send you 50 free podcast episodes that take you along on our journey and expose the insider story on how we started a million-dollar, honest-to-goodness product business while we traveled the globe. James, do you recall how we met, actually? I think it was via the greatest social network on the planet. This would have to be Dynamite Circle. <laughs> no, I think we met on Twitter, didn't we? Uh, absolutely. We did meet on Twitter first. Yeah, and I was like, you got to join the Dynamite Circle. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you didn't tell me anything. I was already sold before that. Very <laughs> cool. So uh, a little bit of background from my perspective. Uh, we are sort of, I would say, like souls in some ways. We met each other, and I think we have so much in common. And I wanted to bring you on the show because you kind of fly in the face of a lot of my business philosophy. I say, you can't be a solopreneur. You know, you gotta hire people. You gotta build all this crap. And then you're like, well, I've been a solopreneur for 10 years and I've been traveling like since you were in diapers, kiddo. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the most exciting things I wanna do with you today is there's a lot of people like you that they wanna be a solopreneur. They wanna travel and they wanna work on their laptop. They say, look, Dan, I don't want to manage a team. I don't want the stress. I mean, is that why you chose affiliate marketing? That's Well, I actually started the affiliate marketing just because I didn't want to do the jobs that I was doing in the first place. Like I started uh, affiliate marketing and web design in 2003 full-time. Right. And I was um, originally doing web design just as a hobby. And then I discovered that you could make money by building content and putting um, affiliate links inside that content. Yes. So it wasn't like how I... I just decided to do become an affiliate marketer. I sort of just organically fell into this process where my hobby became a full-time job. Can you recall like one of those first sites that you put up that now is sort of defunct, but that made you money? Is there a sort of... Yeah, I recall the, the thing that I recall was when I made my first sale. It was like January 1, 2003. Like the site was up for like, you know, nine months or something. Really? And it was like... It was like New Year's Day and I saw the little notification saying I made £10 for the sale of an air ticket. And I was like, hmm, if I could do that, you know, six times a day, there's £60, like $100. Right. And I, I sort of started working towards that goal, not really realising that uh, there were people already making a lot of money as affiliate marketers. It was only when I started stumbling upon... Uh, affiliate marketing forums and webmaster forums when I found this whole... Uh, subculture of uh, marketers doing all this thing. I was yes. like, wow, this is amazing. So I want to structure this episode. We're going to talk about the scene, yes. sort of like, because you know a lot of fellow travelers and yes. you've seen a lot of things change. We're going to talk about sustainability Yes, because a lot of people are concerned. It's like, oh, that's great. You're an affiliate marketer, but what about your retirement plan? Sure. What about, uh, you know, what if you stopped working? Yes. What happens if you get sick? Yes. Um, and finally, we are going to talk about how somebody could model your business process so they could build a business like yours obviously not your like similar um, but we will we will lay out a strategy like if, as if we were going to start an affiliate business right in this very room okay um, and we're not going to do that because we're too lazy but right. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to put that out there for anybody who wants to follow in your first step but first off 10 years on the road 
a lot of people are sitting at home now and they want to follow in your footsteps. They want to travel endlessly. Yes. And they're scared. I mean, weren't you terrified 10 years ago? I mean, what was, I mean uh, people weren't really doing this, were they? No, I didn't really know if people were doing it or not. And it wasn't something I set out to do. Uh, like I said, uh, when, I, when I started, I just wanted to blend uh, two passions of mine. I had a passion for travel and a passion for the internet. Like I, any spare moment, I was always on the internet, whether it be reading about travel or reading about making money and making websites. So I was like, how can I put the two together? So I was like, all right, well, I'll make travel websites. So y- the, the prescience of that, though, you didn't meet somebody that was like, hey, by the way, I'm, you just... No, it just came to. It was like more, uh, more from the experience of having a string of terrible jobs like I didn't have uh, any educational background I didn't have a career I was doing a lot of uh, temp work laboring and then I'd go traveling in between that time it's really odd to think of you as a laborer yes yes you didn't go to university or anything like that so you had the crap job was it the case that then you were coming home and building websites in the evenings kind of thing Uh, when when I started web design that was the case so I'll, I'll just say that before before I started web design, I like I'm much older than a lot of your uh, listeners probably. So I I was working before the internet. So there wow. wasn't the internet. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that it makes me sound old as a 41 year old. But there you go. You know, you've been traveling for 10 years. Yes. Why do you keep traveling? Why haven't you burn out and said, you know what, it was a good run. Uh, I'm gonna just go get a house now. Sure. Well, like actually, every year I you do, do have a house, by the way. Yeah, I have two houses. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing we're gonna is, get on to sustainability. <laughs> I have affiliate marketing can work, people. It uh, does. It's all right. But the thing is, I've I go home once a year to Melbourne, which is where I lived for many years. Yep. And I go and see my family, and I do the taxes. I still have a company that I have registered in Australia, which all yes. my business is through there. So, just doing the paperwork, and I go back, and I usually stay at some friends' places. And every time I'm back there, it's I, I know that I, I don't want to be there. I'd rather be, much rather be in Asia, having a coconut, sitting in a cafe here, rather than, you know, back in Melbourne. I'm impressed at your energy for travel. Like even now, you, you know, you were planning your, your Europe trip that's coming up. Yes. You're, you're popping off to Indonesia and Malaysia. Yes. And you, we might see each other in Toronto in a few months. Absolutely. It's, it's man... I, I guess I just—it's amazing to me that you still have such an incredible thirst for to go around and see the world like that. Yeah, it's—it's it's not, it's not exhausting for me. I mean, I have my travels have changed over the years. Like when I first arrived in Europe all those years ago, I did the grand tour of Europe, where you would go to a different country, country or city every day. Yes. And fine, it's great when you're young, but now it's like that would just completely wear me out. So I now find myself. Like I've been in Saigon for the last four months, right. and it's like I've barely, barely left the city limits. You yeah. know, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, maybe next week I'll Middle go somewhere night, different. Yeah. You know, but for now it's like there's still so much I like. Uh, I like sort of embedding myself into a, a culture and finding, you know, a group of people I like hanging out with, and you know, the slow travel they call it. You know, did you listen not, to the Ho Chi Minh episode yet of Tropical Talk Radio? No, not yet. Okay, so I'll hear. I want to hear about how you disagree with what we said. Next. Okay, but let's talk a little bit about the scene. Okay. Um, when you started 10 years ago, traveling around and yes. building your affiliate business, I mean, yes. were you carrying a desktop computer around with you? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, my first laptop was like a Sony Vio. It was like really heavy and it was like, I think it was like 1300 euros. Yes. So I, I nearly died when I uh, maxed my credit card out and bought that thing. You know, I was just had it hidden under my pillow thinking, oh my God, I just spent my whole life savings on this thing. But I, it was the 
the one thing that I needed to make my business work. And how has the scene changed? You know, is there anything that really sticks out for you? Like, I mean, I think about Skype. I think about the four-hour work week. Yes. Are there certain things that stick out for you that have made the biggest impact? Because obviously, if you would have come to Saigon in 2003, I mean, we're sitting here in a, a, sort of a conference room at a startup center. I mean, things have really changed. Well, it's interesting because my first ever trip to Asia was to... Uh, Cambodia and Vietnam in 2005 and I had lived in Europe for a number of years before that uh, but this was like I had no idea what to expect coming here so I left my laptop in Melbourne and I was like (laughs) I thought I was like oh there's no way I could bring my laptop to Asia it'd be too dangerous you know I didn't have a clue so your business was on such a flywheel at that point that you felt like you could just walk away from your computer it was it was like I just I would go to a net cafe for like two hours in the morning and just like answer emails and make sure the the, the mini empire was under control and there was every, all the sites were up and running. I, it's interesting, you know, you're in a different spot where your business is sustainable and it's yes. grown. Yes. And you've got it sort of sorted. Yes. Um, whereas a lot of the people that are coming out here to baseline, the stress of travel mm. combined with the stress of doing a new business mm. wears them out. But in your case, it's like, it's all gravy, baby. Yes. You know, just go get another, <laughs> another, another uh, coconut. Go get another sure. country. You yeah. Know. Well, if I hadn't known what Asia was like then, like there weren't sites like your site back then, which was saying, hey, come to Asia because it's really cheap and you can... Or nomadicnotes.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, so I went and did it the hard way. I went to like, I was living in Ireland for a year, you know, living on cans of baked beans because I was like baselining there. So I was saving my money to like... Uh, have like a, a bit of runway so when I left Ireland after one year of working there I had you know some income to to cover me while my sites were getting developed what's more important Skype or the four-hour work week <laughs> I think Skype because uh, I kind of I was already doing the four-hour work week stuff but yes uh, did was, you did it impact you differently when you read the book like I think it's brilliant did, when you read it you're like oh yeah this is I've been doing this for uh, 10 years. no it, I thought it was amazing every eat as well and just the fact that the way he framed it was like you're having mini retirements now rather than saving up for the future. It, it really resonated with me. And I'm also, I'm, I'm grateful for what that book has done in creating a community. So before yeah. before that book, I, I was pretty much doing my own thing on my own, and which was fine. I didn't really know otherwise. But once I've started uh, hanging out in communities uh, online of other like-minded entrepreneurs who are traveling, yes. it's it's made my travel so much better. So let's talk about the sustainability point because I think that I know that this is a big fear. I mean, it was a fear for me. Yes. Um, let's talk about what do you what do you what are your views on wealth in terms of in in the U.S. You might say you have a four hundred one k. Yes. And if you could maybe put a half a million dollars in there, a million dollars in mm. there, then you could retire safely. Yes. Do you have a viewpoint on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm as an uh, entrepreneurial-minded person, I, I'm always thinking about ways of making money and increasing my net wealth, and that's something that's never going to go away from me. I've always been interested in Did you feel in... that way when you were the laborer, though, back in, uh, back in Melbourne, yes. Hammer and Nails? You were still thinking like... I was always looking out for opportunities. Like when I was laboring, I would go to my boss and say, hey, I want to start a market business on the weekend. Can you you know, help me out with that, or I've got this idea for this other recycling project because I was in the recycling business. So I was always looking for, you know, ways to, you know, make a business yes. on the side. So that that part of me has always been worrying. So it's only when the internet 
came along and it was like, wow, this is like my interest. This is something that I'm passionate about. That I my I came fully like a business myself. So if you were to compare yourself to your peers who yes. didn't take the entrepreneur, do you feel like who's taking the bigger risk? I mean, I, I'm always trying to poke away at this mm. issue like, you know, what's your retirement going to look like as somebody who's been an entrepreneur for 10 years now? Yes. Well, it's it's like I, on my side, I don't really tell people that they have to do this or have to do that because it's like everyone has a different uh, personality. And I think it's only a, like maybe 5% of the population are entrepreneurial minded. Most people are not going to, are going to freak out by being a boss. Yes. You know, they've, they're going to be happy to be clocking in and out from nine to five and go home and watch TV and go to the football on Saturday. Yeah. And that's nothing wrong with that. And that's, this, this show isn't for that uh, crowd. Sure. But for me, uh, continuing to do that is the unsafe option. Like continuing to have my my soul crushed in a job that I hate <laughs> is the unsafe option. Even if they're saying, look, here's $100,000 a year for the rest of your life, it's the unsafe option. When you left home yes. 10 years ago, were you a minimalist? Did you think about sort of freeing yourself from your possessions and and now that you've got the business and the homes and stuff, mm. I mean, what do you think about in terms of weight? It's it's interesting to me because people say like, well, you could, like in two minutes, you could not be a traveler anymore. So it's like this really, it's almost a really light decision. Yes. Whereas for maybe me, I made it heavier than it needed to be. But I look at a guy like you and I think, well, you could just move back into your house tomorrow. And Well, I don't, I don't have a house like that's mine, so... It's all the, all the properties I have are like investment properties. So it's set up. So if I moved in, I would lose all the tax benefits. So it's sort of like, uh, I can't move. Very there. entrepreneurial. So there is that. But the thing was like, like my long-term travel thing, how I just fell into that. Uh, it's the same with the minimalism. Like when I was, uh, for a number of years, I actually rented a room in a share house in Melbourne and I would spend six months a year there off and on. So I would, I would come, go away for like, go to Europe or something for six months and then come yes. back. And every time I came back, I'd look at all the stuff in my room going, wow, it's like a lot of things in here I didn't really need in the last six months. So I'd just continually, uh, you know, start getting rid of stuff. Yes. And and to the point where when I eventually moved out of that house in uh, 2010, we, I just packed up all of my boxes the, of the most important stuff and put it at my parents' house. Uh, but I'm sure if I went back there now, I would look at those boxes going, what was I thinking, keeping all this stuff? <laughs> it's really, the digital world has changed things so Absolutely. much too with the, with the smartphones yeah. and the Dropbox. And it's changed. The like I had a whole uh, a whole box, like an Apple box. It was just full of photos. Right. And they were like, you know, these you know, photos are just the same thing. And I just kept a bunch of them, but most of it's all digital now. So you can just have all your photos online. So there's one box saved just from digital. All right. Let's talk some business. Yes. Because all this coconut drinking, traveling to Europe, kind of having a couple investment property stuff isn't going to happen unless I'm assuming at the beginning you really worked your tail off. I, so let's yes. set the expectations in terms of hard work. I. What do you think it takes? Well, it takes dedication. It takes sitting at home on Friday night when everyone is going out to the movies or going to the pub. You know, it's like your mindset, you know, Tropical Talk Radio, we're sitting here working, we're getting the, the edge on everyone else. Yes. You know, I, when I was working in a in a job in Ireland, I would like uh, go to the net cafes that were the 24-hour ones and like they would have like these $2 deals where you could just spend all night from midnight onwards. 
So I was like, great, I'll just spend the night here and work and then go to work the next day. And it adds up to, I mean, don't you think the case that, like, since you've been doing it for a decade that, like, it's like you're, you have such a fantastic foundation that whenever you learn something new, it's sort of doubly powerful. So you got a lot of momentum now, you know? It's difficult for, for me to imagine, like, now that I know about you and your business chops, that, like, you would ever not be able to make it work. You know, it, it's almost like it's difficult. Entrepreneurship is a skill set, right? And the longer you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah, it's totally, like, I've, I was about five years in, and... I had like a, a terrible year with affiliate marketing where I just my uh, income just plummeted and it was I uh, you know back to the wall stuff so I was like you know I had to get back in there and remodel all of my sites and then try and make something happen and then you know it's I always have in the back of my mind well I have what I can go back to is what I don't want to go back to so I will I will do whatever it takes absolutely all right so uh, speaking of back up against the wall and getting started I would like to give our listeners an idea of how they could start a business in your sort of genre of business. Uh, first, could you give us like sort of a general idea of how you might make money, like hypothetically? Because I know you don't share your stuff publicly in part because with affiliate marketing, someone can just go nab your stuff. So it's important to keep it close to the vest. But could you give an example, like just a sort of a theoretical example of how you might make money right now? Sure. Like, well, I, I've do a lot of stuff in uh, the travel niche which there is a lot of things you can choose from so within the travel niche you could pick something like a something that has a high paying affiliate payout like so a cruise ship kind of thing cruise ships uh, or you could like or any package deals which are high end where you get like a five percent commission okay so you could sort of work on that so you could do luxury uh, luxury tours okay that's another one so you would set up then a site that drive sales for the supplier of the luxury tours. Yes. How do you find deals like that? I mean, how do you decide that, oh, I'm going to be the guy that sells the China gambling tour or whatever? You know, how do you decide? Well, there's like plenty of like directories of uh, affiliate programs. Like you can just go and select. Say if you like go to like Commission Junction or something, there's like thousands of uh, merchants in there where you can select and you can like sort from would commission junction be the first like step you know that's a good start yeah Uh, they have like you know proper uh travel companies in there so you know they're brand names that everyone's heard of so you would have no problem in like putting your name behind a lot of these products what to you when you're when you're surfing around commission junction would mean a good opportunity like what makes you is there anything that sticks out to you that like maybe i could do that uh i guess if it's something that you would feel happy in putting a name behind and if it has a good commission payout uh, like for example in commission junction there is uh, rail europe which are the official supplier of URL tickets in north america okay so they for a long time they were they had a five percent uh, commission on all the ticket sales i think it's now three percent but for a long time it was five but so so five percent what would a ticket sale be well you, you know a, a ticket uh, a URL ticket for like fifteen hundred dollars so you're wow. getting a nice little commission from that one so you would then set up a website that would talk passionately about your experiences on the euro rail yes and then you would drive people to sort of have that experience as well yes so you can make a you know a go-to site for URL talking about what you get for each ticket and then you can like have uh, information about URL because there's you go to the URL site and sometimes 
they don't answer every question. Sure. Sure, like, you know, what, where the tickets are valid or some people might just want to know how hard it is to get a ticket in a certain town or something like that. So you could be like the, the person who has all the information for that site. All right, so we're going to do the nomadicnotes.com branded solopreneur start plan. Excellent. Approved by James. So <laughs> this is the idea that if you want to be a guy who loves the internet or a girl who loves the internet, loves travel, you can open up that laptop maybe for eight hours a day, 10 hours a day at the beginning, and then you can wean yourself off of that maybe after the first year or two. Yes. And you can build yourself this amazing lifestyle. So um, our goal here is to get our listener, our hypothetical listener, to a baseline of $2,000 a month in bottom line income. Yes. Um, that will be enough for them to travel quite nicely, I'd say, almost anywhere. I mean, you can be sharp and get around the world in $2,000 a month, yeah? Definitely. I mean, especially where we are at the moment. Yes. We uh, we can get by on $1,000 a month quite easily. Easily. So then you're pocketing away $1,000 for your Europe trip. Exactly. you gotta, you got to <laughs> spread it out so when you hit the three or 4000 it's okay. But dollar cost averaged over the year, that's, that's a good amount. Okay. So the first step then in the Solopreneur Start Plan would be to identify a product with a good affiliate payout that you feel passionate about. So for this hypothetical, we're going to talk about credit cards. Okay. As one of the things that we were both talking about is like how credit cards, they make it easy to travel. I mean, people might think, well, how could I write about credit cards or like credit cards are evil or whatever. But actually, you know, there's a way that you can frame it that makes them very exciting. First off, if you use them effectively, you get a lot of bonus points. Mm. You can get free stuff. You can travel easily. You have fraud protection. So there are a lot of interesting things. So you got to, you know, if you want to be an affiliate marketer, you got to frame this stuff up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's great. I mean, the credit cards are an essential part of travel these days, uh, whether it be like booking flights online and or, you know, for protection of uh, purchases. Okay. And use correctly. Like in my uh, younger days, I certainly, you know, used the credit cards to uh, uh, buy, like I said, my my laptop where I just blew it all out. But, yep. And, you know, nowadays my credit cards are all at zero every month. But I, I use it to, you know, acquire frequent fly points so I get free flights every year. And that's right. a great thing for a traveler. There you go. So so you're getting a huge benefit out of credit cards. You decide that other people could get that same sort of benefit. We did a quick little googly-googly. Between 50 and $150 for, you know, ballpark for these affiliate payouts. Yes. Let's go to the bottom end. So we're going to pick a card that has a $50 payout or a, a group of cards. Yes. Um, the next step is for us to identify a URL. Uh, I wrote down travelplastic.org. Is that name. a good URL? That's awesome. So it's... how do you select a URL for the site that we're going to develop? And the other thing we talked about, by the way, is that maybe back in the day you would have done 10 sites, but now you're saying you just do one site. Yes. Well, back back in the day too, you would have done exact match uh, keyword domains, which now is sort of a no-no. So because of uh, Google's latest last update last year where they yeah. uh, pinged the exact match domains. So having a name that you could sort of brand like that, Travel Plastic, it's sort of like short and memorable. And yes. it sort of gives you the idea of what the site is about. Okay. So we've identified it. We've gotten our brand name. Next step is the content plan. Um, one, we're talking about one to three times, uh, uh, one to three articles a week. Yes. Yeah, so if we're looking at it in the fact that someone's still got a nine to five job, they can make this on the side when they go home at night. So you can make one to three articles a week. What kinds of things would you write about? Uh, you would like do things like uh, credit card comparison, like saying which credit cards have like the least uh, um, 
interest or which ones give you the most amount of points per yes. sales, like whether there's um, bonuses. Uh, you could you could maybe piggyback industry news. Yes. So if like Visa makes an announcement, you could give a color yeah. commentary. Um, you could critique things in the industry. I think that may maybe make a little bit of controversy around some things. Yes. You could do reader Q and A's. Great. I wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even if you don't have readers, you could just make them up. Right. Like <laughs> Beginning to say like Peter asks. Right. And Peter is this hypothetically really intuitive, smart gentleman who wants to know <laughs> about some stuff. You know. So okay. So so you're you got the URL up. You, you got your affiliate programs, and you're committed to writing three articles a week, which, hey, at some point, it's got to be nose plus grindstone. Absolutely. And, and this is where that happens. And that has to, that's a great point because I think a lot of people get sold on the idea of, well, you can just make this really easily, and boom, you've made a whole bunch of money. But yes. it's like it doesn't happen for free. It's like a lot of nose to the grindstone. It takes a long time to figure out what kind of things motivate people and what kinds of content. I mean, you know, people think of it very selfishly, like, oh, I got to generate X amount of articles mm. until I make money online or whatever. But what you're really doing is you're you're building things for other people. So if, if those articles aren't helping them make their credit card buying decisions, then you'll know that in your Commission Junction account. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing, too, with... Uh, you know, affiliate sites now is, you know, personality matters more than ever. Like, like in the old days, it was like you would just, you know, slap up an affiliate site and it could be anonymous and people would just click through. Now people are more discerning. It's like, well, who is writing this? Well, and it could be interesting too. So let's say you have a really strong opinion. Yes. And you come out and you say, you know what? These Visa guys, they're so full of crap. I'm only talking about MasterCard now. And then you take away your affiliate links off of the Visa. Yes. And guess who's going to come calling in a couple months? <laughs> exactly. And, and so it might make sense for you to be an advocate for your readers. Um, and it could be more fun for you to generate that content too. So we did the math on this, uh, James. And what I decided that, and I was going to be real conservative, to say if in order to make $2,000 a month, you need to make 40 sales sure. a month. One point five or not quite, but anyway, you get the point. So we figured out how could you get there? And in a very conservative manner, let's say you converted 0.05% of your visitors to uh, customers, people who clicked through and got the credit card. That would give you 50 sales a month. And we're not even talking about the gravy. If they got on your mailing list, mm -hmm. not counting. If they liked your Facebook page, followed you on Twitter, repeat relationships, they trust you, all that's just gravy. You're going to make 50 sales a month converting 0.05% of your traffic. Does that um, strike you as doable? It strikes me as totally doable. I guess the question I have for you is how long would it take you to get 10,000 visitors to your website? That's a good question. And like we said, if you uh, aimed for like having three articles a week, like three quality articles, uh, maybe over 500 words at least, and it's... Um, infused with your personality and it's something that's compelling that people want to come back to and read then that would give you the 150 articles in one year so you know sure why not maybe you could get that 10,000 uh, readers per month come home from that job hit the net cafe exactly crack open a coconut yes. and within one year you could be rocking sold in our on the road lifestyle you can find out more at nomadicnotes.com thanks for joining us James. thanks for having me Dad. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Check it out at tropicalmba.com. Get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do, plus give you those 50 free podcast episodes. If you want to say, hey, check me out on Twitter, at Tropical MBA. We'll see you soon.